Hello and welcome to a podcast. Recently I've been doing disgusting things at the start of the podcast. Clearing my throat. I think there was a taking a drink the other day. Um, see if you can guess what this is. See if you can listen to this. No? Any idea? It's disgusting, but um, maybe we'll find out in another podcast. But meanwhile, here's all the things that I've been doing on the radio earlier today. I barely, you know, I've not even filled in my paperwork. I make notes. I make copious notes for the show. Some of these aren't even written in, so let's have a look. We will today be talking about cost of living crisis, uh, so I'll put that as cost of living crisis. We'll do that one, give me a couple of songs, and we'll do good news, how things might not be as expensive. Um, then what I'd like, I'm going to put NH for that one, for that's for nursing homes. What I'd like when I finally get into a nursing home. Tattoo news, I'll write that one down, tattoo news. Also in the show, there's a thing about people going on strikes. Matt Hancock is back in the news. Great. And sleeping. So that's the main topics. I've now made the notes. I will work off this piece of paper and try and turn it into a show. Into the news. This is uh, in the papers. Where's my paperwork? Where's my paperwork? Here we are. Um, in the news. Dockers are going on strike. Not doctors, although that's probably happening as well, but dockers. But this is going to be like shipping containers not getting unpacked. And I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to say, look, we need more money and we're going to cause problems. But you know what? I'm not even sure we'd notice. Not that their job's not important. Mine alive it is. But we've spent so long recently having shipping containers tra trapped in some canal somewhere. Even if it does get unpacked and there were strikes at the Amazon warehouse, if you've got anything that's been ordered through the Royal Mail, Royal Mail strikes, and if any of this gets unloaded from a ship and put on a train, I don't think it goes anywhere, mate. So, we're so understriked that now we're just used to it, aren't we? We're just baking it in. So, Dockers, go on strike if you want. What are we going to do about it? We'll probably be okay, and even if we're not, what we're going to do? Sue you? Of course we're not. Barristers are on strike. So... Somehow, that's a miserable story, but I think we've covered everything going off in the UK right now. Robert Palmer, and didn't mean to turn you on, that's what I keep saying to my Google Home. Um, just You make sounds that seem like you've almost said, OK, and then the name of it. Oh, the thing tries to chip in on all the conversations. Anyway, good afternoon. I'm Steve. I did say we'd have cost of living crisis news updates because this show, we're basically a consumer programme, aren't we? We let you know all that's happening with the cost of living. It costs how much? I'll tell you. 9.9% more. The fall in fuel costs has helped to ease inflation. The rate is a marginal fall from the 10.1% seen in August. And all of the newspapers are saying, like, good news. Inflation has dropped from 10.1% down to 9.9%. Now, firstly, that's still very close. I know some people struggle to work out whether numbers are similar or very different. 48.52, interesting example. But that still means you've been rinsed at 10.1% in August and then it drops down to 9.9%. Still feels like we're being rinsed. Do you know what I mean? It's not like we're not getting the money back. We've not gone into negative figures. This is still bad. And the amount at which it's getting worse is slower than the amount at which it was getting worse before it got worse. Well, that cleared that up, didn't it? No, I'm, sometimes I'm glad I get to do this on radio. I really feel like I'm helping. There's news of Matt Hancock. Remember Matt Hancock? What's he been up to? Well, ex-health secretary uh, Matt Hancock is being lined up to be back in our lives because he could be on TV. 
and not CCTV like he was on before when he was grabbing his helper and not his wife's bottom. I'm not sure if that was meant to help, but I don't think it did. You know, he was it was literally he was a health secretary in the middle of a pandemic. He was already meant to have his hands full and not full of her uh, uh, bottom. <clears throat> the 43-year-old is um, apparently he's going to be on Celebrity SAS, Who Dares Wins. I mean, whatever keeps him out of politics, I suppose, is all right, isn't it? But, um, apparently he's a fitness fan. He met with producers this month. His spokesperson insists that he's not been signed up yet. But there is a chance that um, he, you know, who dares wins? Although I suppose for him, it might be whose dares wins the contract and it'll be his friends. Let's, uh, this one's a delicate one to try and talk about on the radio, but let's do it. Because you know my backstory that my parents were in a care home, they had Alzheimer's, and I do stuff on stage in my stand-up stuff about what it's like to be someone who was related to people with Alzheimer's. It's a worry, isn't it? It's in the back of my mind constantly that who knows what my future holds, and maybe I'll end up like mom and dad. And there's so many emotional things when you think about what it would be like if that's the way my life's going to go, I, I worry about my son, Rory, having to go through what I went through with my parents as they uh, suffered with a disease. But this helps because a nursing home has apologised for hiring strippers to try, <laughs> to try and entertain the people. A lingerie-clad woman was lap-dancing a wheelchair-bound pensioner to celebrate Harvest Festival in Taiwan. Well, put me down for bringing in a, a little, but some, what are they, Harvest Festival? Pop, some tins, isn't it? You bring in some canned food? I barely remember it from school, but I will bring in some mixed veg in a tin if we're going to get some of this. A nursing home has been forced to apologise for hiring a half-naked stripper to perform for pensioners in wheelchairs. The Taiyuan Veterans Home, a state-run facility, better than going private. Um, uh, it's for retired army personnel, oh dear, uh, paid for the dancer to entertain at least 12 seniors. The footage shows the stripper is wearing a sparkly red and black lingerie with high heels, thrusting. So look, all I'm saying is I don't know if my future involves going into a care home. But I can kind of guarantee it does if that's the entertainment, even if I'm just like a day visitor. Either way, either way, put me down for one of those. Oh, that's better. Oh, this is in the news, actually. So, an update with little Rory. My little lad, he's turned six months. He's now six months old. Struth, zoomed by. He's sitting up. He's, what else he doing these days? Um, not really crawling, but doing a thing that's a bit like crawling. He can move across the floor in a way that's bizarre. You don't, it's like he's not moving. And then you're looking, he's not there anymore. He's probably like related to those, whatever they're called, weeping angels from Doctor Who. Maybe not, I don't know. But researchers have found the best way to get your baby to sleep. Walking with your baby for five minutes will stop it crying, say scientists, and I think this is almost right. Walking for five minutes with a crying baby, very good. Leaving it there and walking back, even better. Uh, cradling or cuddling a tearful tot won't help, but a gentle stroll could do the trick. Uh, being carried triggers a transport response that slows a baby's heart rate. Ooh. Babies are relaxed by being transported. They have clearly never tried to use the central line at Pete's Times. Okay. But, um, so apparently if you want to get the kid off to sleep, I kind of do that. I rock from side to side. I mean, I was doing that before we even had the kid, but I'll tell you what, though, I now do it automatically. If I'm waiting for a train, stood on my own, 
no one else around me, rocking side to side. Which, you know, is cute in part, but I'm getting seasick and I'm only on the flipping train. Scientists have created a tattoo patch that can be self-administered. So, gone are the days when you had to go and get a tattoo with someone with a needle. Spending ages doing it, and it, apparently it really hurts. I don't have a tattoo, because my body is a temple. Sorry, no, my body is like Temple the Tube Station. Old, dilapidated, filthy. But the point is, um, they've invented this new thing, which means it's been developed in Georgia, in America, and it's got tiny micro-needles, each containing ink. These needles dissolve when they puncture the skin, releasing the ink and administering the tattoo. So you just slap the sticker on, and then underneath it, you barely even feel it. And then underneath it, you've got a tattoo. And I think this is terrible. Not because I particularly like the pain administered to me by a burly, tattooed, sweaty man. Well, either way. But the point is, at least if you got a tattoo in the old days, you knew about it. But this means someone could come up, slap this thing that looks like a plaster on you, and you're like, oh, that's, I didn't even notice. Next thing you know, you've got like, I heart mum spelt wrong, or love and hate on your knuckles because you put the wrong gloves on. That, oh, this is helping people do the wrong kind of pranks. I am not a fan. Put me down as a no. Also talking about this new research that says if you want to get a kid off to sleep, don't just stand there holding it. What you need to do is go for a walk for five minutes. And then... Who cares if it's asleep or not, because you're five minutes away and now I can get some peace and quiet. Or something like that. I'm not quite sure what the, re the research was, but Chris gets in touch and said that when he was young, his mum used to dip the dummy in a pint of beer. And that would help him get off to sleep. And he said it never did me any harm, which is interesting, isn't it? So that wasn't it, was it? Something else did, didn't it, Chris? But thank you for your messages. Oh, I forgot. That's the the end of it there. We're nearly nearly left without saying goodbye. That's your podcast done for another day. Next week we'll return to, you know, more sketches. Larry will be back and all that. But it's, it's difficult to try and find the news this week, if you know what I mean. The newspapers are all rather filled with one story that we can't sit here and be glib about. Um, so, anyway, get subscribed and more stuff will happen next week. Track me down on social media, at Mr. Stephen Allen. Or you could watch... What's it called? Uh, comic Solving Problems. We did one of those this week. Little half-hour humorous show with me and comedian Eric McElroy just chatting through the news. Track that down as well. And till the next one, bye.